This is a summary of the second Sikha of Parshish Kisave. Look at the Sikhis, Chelek Yud Dalad. What's special and about the Sikha, which the Rebbe does on occasion, is that we don't just focus. This is not just a Sikha on one particular Rashi. Rather, it's a, an entire Parsha, an entire section of the Torah. The word Parsha doesn't necessarily have to mean an entire Torah portion, a section of a Torah portion, because if you look at a Torah, it's divided into paragraphs. Those are called parshias, and here we look at all an entire parsha with all the Rashi's on it, and we gain an understanding of Rashi's perspective. Which Rashi's perspective is actually not Rashi's perspective; it's what we call pshutish mikra, the simplest perspective, the understanding of what's actually going on. And as we are accustomed to doing for the sake of the summary, we're not going to go through the Rashi's with the questions and so on. Rather, we immediately look at the text of the pasuk and derive the Rashi as explained to us by the Rebbe. And what we're looking at is the final passage of Parsha's Kisave, um, the last Parsha, if you will, of this week's Parsha. Uh, it starts at Shvi, it's eight Psukim, and the Pesach describes, Vayikra, Moshe, Kol Yisrael, Vayemer Aleim, Moshe called the entire nation of Israel, and he told them, and he gave them a history. You have seen all that Hashem has done before your very eyes in the land of Egypt to Paradise, all the wonderful, wondrous miracles that he has wrought on your behalf. And he goes on in the passage to talk in Pasuk Dalid, not only about the miracles from Egypt and taking you out of Egypt, but then all the miracles that have been performed for you over the 40 years of the desert. He led you for 40 years in the desert. Your clothing hasn't become worn out. Your shoes and so on, the bread, the, the, the wine, the fact that Hashem has provided for you. And then in Pasuk Vav, he brings us to the latest miracles, the one that happens in the Transjordan, in the land of Jordan, how Hashem has made you against two superpowers at the time, how you won the war against Sichain, Melech and Oig, Melech and then he concludes the Pasuk, you should keep divrei as divrei habris hazois, the words of this covenant, and do them in order that you be successful in all that you do. And the question that bothers Rashi and should bother us is, what is this entire passage coming to add to the picture? There are those who learn the book of Devarim and they think that everything is very repetitious. You know, it basically the entire book is Moshe reviewing Jewish history, rebuking the Jewish people, urging them on to be strong, be chazak. But no, that's not how Rashi learns. Every word in the Torah, every pass, and surely every passage of the Torah has a meaning, especially this passage. If you think about it, it's very unique. Typically, Dvarim is Moshe just talking. All of a sudden, first of all, we're speaking about we're speaking about Moshe, and what do we say? By Yikra, Moshe called all the Jewish people, all the Jewish people he gathered. This is a, a new passage. And what does he tell them? What is the novelty that Moshe Rabbeinu was sharing with them? He's going through the entire history, and it seems to be, and he's concluding the passage. He gives a few verses, and he concludes the passage by saying, keep the words of this bris, and so on. In other words, it sounds that, that the intention of the Pasuk is that this is the point that, uh, that, that, that I'm telling you all of this, and therefore, based on the above, you should keep 
make sure, be strong, keep the commandments. And the question that bothers Rashi and propels him in all of his explanations of this passage is to explain what is the novelty, what's the chiddush, what's the chiddush, the chiddush gadol even, a great chiddush, that Hashem is introducing a new passage. What have you said that we don't know? What is what is the statement? What's Meish Rabbeinu? What is he discussing? And the hint to that could be seen in extra words throughout the passage. This provides the, the context of the chiddush, of the novelty. Because Meish Rabbeinu doesn't just tell us miracles. He actually throws in interesting words in between. For, so, for example, after Meish Rabbeinu telling them about all the miracles that they have seen, in Pasuk Gimel he says, a pasuk. He says, Hashem has not given you has, has not given you a heart, an understanding heart, and eyes to see and ears to hear until this day. And then it continues with the miracles. And for 40 years in the desert, what is this statement saying? What is it coming to say? And this statement, as well as a future pasuk, which also seems to interject with another few words serve as the hint and the understanding, the key rather, to understanding this entire passage. And mainly, what, and namely what it is, is the following. And with a preface of a question, what do you mean, what's Meshav Enu's statement even mean? Hashem, you, you don't have eyes to hear and, eye, and ears to hear and eyes to see. We find that the Jews had, were very impressed by Hashem's miracles. The Jews sang songs, entire beautiful, wonderful songs. There were Jews who weren't able to celebrate the miracle of the Exodus from Egypt by bringing the Paschal Lamb, and they said, why should we lose out? What is this notion that we haven't seen any miracles, we don't know any miracles? What's it referring to? And the answer is that it's actually it's fit, fitting well with the context. It's saying it's not referring to miracles per se. It's referring to the reality that Hashem made their entire lives miraculous. In other words, what Rashi refers to as chaste HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the kindnesses of Hashem, of the Almighty, that Hashem has made that the very lives of the Jew, that the Jews are leading are miraculous. The bread, if you asked any child born in the desert, they would tell you where does bread come from? Of course, from Shemayim, from heaven. When something becomes natural and it becomes normal and it happens every single day, you no longer see it, its primary... Uh, Characteristic is not the fact that it's a miracle. Rather, it's the kindness of Hashem. And so what it's saying is like this, is that the miracles, the original miracles, have turned into kindnesses. They turned into nature for the Jewish people. They became natural for the Jewish people. And that's where the very next verse continues, that I have led you for 40 years with all the miracles that took place in the desert. And what it's saying is that it's true that you were awed, and struck by the miracles, and it was tremendous. However, you have not, you don't have discerning hearts and ears and eyes to, 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 to appreciate the life that Hashem, the connection that Hashem has developed with you, the kindnesses that He's done for you. And in other words, in other words like this, in other words like this, there's two relationships with God, with Hashem. There's a, a relationship of love and a relationship of fear. The reality is that miracles are great. But in the end of the day, you know what miracles accomplishes? It accomplishes awe. It, it removes you. It blasts you out of the water. It blows you away. But it's not a close relationship. You don't relate to the, you don't relate to the miracle, and you don't relate to the one who does the miracle. In the end of the day, it's a relationship more of fear and of awe. 
versus the kindnesses, the closeness. The fact that Hashem is every day of the Jewish life is dependent upon the miracles of Hashem. That is a close relationship, one what we call dveikus, that you, 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 you love Hashem. And you feel that you identify with Hashem, that you have a relationship with Hashem. And that is the problem that the Pasuk's referring to. That Hashem, Moshe was turning to the Jewish people and saying that 40 years of such miracles, and yet you don't recognize and connect with these miracles. You view them as natural. You don't realize, you don't have this relationship of dveikus, of closeness with Hashem as would be necessary. And therefore, he concludes the Pasuk, you need, I need to urge you on, be very, very exceedingly careful, smart them to keep the words of this covenant because you haven't developed that deep, the vacuous relationship which you should have therefore i am afraid of what could happen you may ask you may ask what do you mean the jews didn't have the if you go back a few parshias ago Moshe tells the jewish people you all are dovuk you're dveikim you're cleaved you're one you identify you love hashem all you, the Jewish people, the ones who are alive on this day. So what are we saying? What kind of statement is this when we say that the Jews did not have this relationship? And the answer is that actually there was something that happened in that year which showed Moshe they actually, that they actually were Dveik and Basham, that they had this relationship with Hashem. What, what was it? And essentially it's a fascinating episode, but it's an episode told about in a later parsha where Moshe gave the Torah to the children of Levi, to the tribe of Levi, because they were responsible for, for the spiritual well-being of the Jewish people. And the Jewish people talk, turned to Moshe, and they were very upset, and they said, the Torah belongs to us, and we own the Torah, and it's our Torah, and we accepted the Torah, and we want the Torah, and don't give us a people who other people have the Torah. And Moshe Rabbeinu was very excited when he heard these words. Samach, he rejoiced. And he said, now that I know that you guys are dveikim v'chafetzim v'makim, you get desire and love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what it means. So therefore, when it says in our passage, Hashem says, you haven't had an, a discerning heart and eyes and ears until this day. It means until this day. But on this day, you do indeed have this close relationship with Hashem. However, of course, he still needs to warn the Jewish people. Because since it took them 40 years to express this relationship, and how deep have they developed this relationship? Therefore, they still need to be warned about it. They say that after the Rebbe's heart attack in the, in the late 70s, they say that when the Rebbe's and the Rebbe's wife saw the rejoicing of the Chassidim to such a degree, she said that, that she didn't realize the depth of which the Chassidim loved the Rebbe. So we hear, you could say a similar concept that, they, 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 that we find. Moshe Rabbeinu finally saw that they didn't really connect with the Torah and with Hashem. But the problem is that until this day, it wasn't, it wasn't that way. It, didn't, it wasn't expressing and manifesting itself. And therefore, at the end of the day, you have to be warned um, uh, about connecting with Hashem. And of course, there's many levels of, of connecting with Hashem. Um, right? Technically, Rashi could have gotten out of this question. He could have said there's different levels. You know, if you if you remember the Sikh in the second uh, in Parshish today, you'll see that there were four levels discussed, and maybe there's another level discussed in our Sikha of Dvekas, of being Davuk, the mitzvah of connecting, of being Davuk um, with Hashem. But at the end of the day, the uh, if if the Jews uh, had a certain connection with Hashem, then then they still need to be warned about um, 
about not continuing, uh, uh, um, uh, about not falling back into not having that connection with Hashem. However, in this verse, when it says, Ad simply it means that on this day, you do have that connection with the Almighty God. Where do you see the Pasuk, once again, hint to this idea? So if you go to Pasuk Vav, to a new idea where it's discussing the theme of this passage. So it says, You've arrived at this place. And when it's going through the miracles, so it went through the miracles of Egypt, it went through the miracles of the 40 years in the desert, and then it interjects, you've arrived at this place and you fought the war with Cheshben and so on. What's it trying to say about Tavoyu, you've come to this place? What is it trying to say? And what it's trying to say is, again, it's a theme. Why do I have to warn you to keep the Torah? Why do I have to warn you? Because you've come to this place, meaning now that you're coming to a settled area, I have to be afraid that you're going to forget about the kindnesses that Hashem has done for you. It's not easy to rebel against God when your very life depends on it in an open fashion. Hashem says, but now that you're coming to a settled place, you could forget about God and you could rebel against God and you could think that the power lies in your hand and you fought the war against Sichain and so on. And therefore, because you have come to this place, therefore I have to warn you, that you should keep the words of this covenant. The problem is that there's a difficulty in this passage. What's the difficulty? There's a number of difficulties, as a matter of fact. But to name one of them, um, to name one of them, The fact is, the war against Sichon and Oig was a miraculous war, was a tremendous war. So the fact that it would be given as an example, after telling us that you've arrived at this place, and to tell us as an example, that now you're not, you're not, it's not going to be all about miracles, it's going to be about you, it's a very difficult interpretation. And therefore, Rashi, in the end, after bringing this passage, he brings a new interpretation about what the whole thing means. And when, it says, when Hashem said, I haven't given you a discerning eye, a hearing ear, and so on. What it meant was is that it takes 40 years for a person to absorb the messages that they receive from someone who's greater than them, from their teacher, from their master, from their Rebbe, and so too from Hashem. And therefore, he told them, that, and that's the theme of this entire parsha, according to the second interpretation of Rashi, that what? That he says that it took you 40 years until this day, until you've arrived at this place, Hashem hasn't given you an eye to hear and an ear to hear until this time. And there, and now that you do have absorbed the messages of Judaism, if you don't keep it, it's going to be very, very negative. It's going to be a terrible thing. And therefore, I have to warn you, be very careful to keep the Torah, because now Hashem is going to hold you fully responsible. In the desert, He was letting it go a little bit. But now that you've absorbed the message, you're going to be held fully responsible.